Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Welcome to the number 89 player on the 49ers roster countdown of 2023. And we've got a kicker, Zane Gonzalez. Or backup kicker, probably more likely. That's why we have him so low here. But uh, through really no fault of his own. If the 49ers didn't draft Jake Moody in the third round, um, I would have Zane Gonzalez way up in the 50s, almost without a doubt. Now, he had a cumulative score of 446. So you can kind of divide that by five to figure out where everybody ranked him. Um, and he was not on the 49ers last year. Now, this, the executive producer and research of the Today Show was done by Josh, the 49ers guru who's just killed it. Zane Gonzalez is interesting because you're not going to find a more heralded college kicker. Uh, he holds the most records in the history of, of FBS football for kicking. We'll go through some of those. And he goes by Zane, not his name. Um, his name is Holden Fortunato Gonzalez. Uh, but he goes by Zane, thankfully, for people like me. That's awesome name, Holden Fortunato. Um, anyway, he wears jersey number 10, or at least he has in the past. Six foot, 200 pound kicker. He's got some size to him. Entering his seventh season, he's from Deer Park, Texas, um, and played college football at Arizona State, which is very important whenever you're looking at, um, you know, players with the 49ers because John Lynch's best friend is Herm Edwards, who was with him at Arizona State. So in each other's weddings, things like that, you know, uh, the amount of Arizona State players that come in through the back end of the roster is very, very high. Obviously, you got Brandon Ayuk, but... They want guys that they can trust and get in-depth scouting reports, background reports on. And that's what we're going to try to do for you here today. Um, you know, just self-made four-year starter that has just gotten better and better and better um, throughout his career up until he's had some injuries. And that's the only reason why um, he was available to the 49ers in the first place. Now, if we jump back to what he did in um, college with Arizona State, he was unanimous, unanimous All-American in 2016. The Lou Groza Award winner goes to the best kicker um, in college football. Two-time first-team All-Pac-12, two-team um, All-Pac-12. I mean, like, he's just got everything. The most field goals ever made, 96 in football in FBS history. Most career points ever, 494. Um, holds six kicking records at the college football level. He had one game where he, he successfully made three 50-plus yard field goals, much bigger leg than probably anybody else in the NFL. Um, the issue that he just has was he was just kind of up and down, up and down. Um, was all, uh, all academic, all district twice in high school, so the grades are there, the mentality there, the work ethics there. You like that. Um, he was drafted in the seventh round. Pick number 224 um, by the Browns in the 2017 draft. Now, let's look at just real quick each year his kicking accuracy, just percentage of field goals made. Let's keep this simple. Rookie year, 75 percentile. All right, that's average. 
2018, 64%. That's way below average. Then 2019, 88.6. Amazing. 2020, 72.7. Below average. And then 2021, you could argue one of the best years a kicker has had in the NFL period. 90.9% field goal percentage. Uh, made 20 out of 22 field goals. Missed one extra point. Was incredible. Got a new contract. Then he goes out in 2022. And sure enough, injures his quad in warmups before the very first game. Um, or sorry, at the at the end of this was at the end of 2021. But uh, Torres quad had to get carted off the the field in warmups, and that injury just carried over, carried over, carried over into the 2022 year. So he hasn't really played since his injury. I mean, it's been over a year that he has been hurt. Now. Let's go through his transactions and kind of what his career has led to. Because, again, he was drafted by the Browns in 2017 in the seventh round. Had a decent year. And then the his second year, his sophomore year, um, very early in the season. The, the Browns, this is 2018. Browns are playing the Saints. He misses two extra points. Misses a field goal. They're down 21 to 18. They send him out there for a 53 yard field goal to time it as time expires and he misses that. They lose the game. They wave him. They cut him the next day. So he, he had a good, great, he had a great year actually. Um, you know, after that, he goes on to play for the Cardinals. Again, played pretty well. Um, you know, picked up, signed, released several times with them. Then he goes to Detroit was with them for a while, then Carolina was with them until the injury. He's played in 63 games, uh, so he's got a lot of experience. The problem is just, okay, number one, the injury. You know, the 49ers traded for him. Now, let's talk about this trade because it's a conditional 2025 seventh-round pick swap, <laughs> which uh, you can only trade three years of assets um, of draft capital. And this was done before the draft. So you had 2023, 2024, 2025. This is the smallest amount of draft capital that you could ever give up to get a player. You didn't even give up a seventh. You're pick swapping. So wherever the Niners would pick or wherever the Panthers, we would just flip um, pennies on the dollar. And then on top of that, the conditionality of the contract stipulates if Zane Gonzalez does not make the roster the for the 49ers, the 53-man roster, the trade voids, and it goes back. So any of the cap hit numbers that the 49ers would accumulate in this trade would be null and void. So if we jump now to probably the inevitability that everybody thought this episode would accumulate with, it's almost impossible for him to make this rocker, this roster with Jake Moody. Outside of an injury to Jake Moody, I just don't think that there is a possibility for Zane Gonzalez to be on this roster. Now, having said all of those things, he is going to be with the 49ers throughout the you know probably the entirety of training camp, OTAs, all that preseason, all that stuff because you don't have to cut down till later this year. That lasting impression, who knows about what that means for the future. And this is a tryout opportunity for Zane and all the coaching staff that is on the 49ers. You know, the 49ers lose a lot of coaches. And so this is somebody that could move on and be with the team in the future. We'll see. But it, I personally think Zane Gonzalez is going to be just fine kicker. Just fine. 
um, which was a big reason why the Jake Moody pick, which we'll have a full Jake Moody episode later on, was beyond a luxury. Now, we'll have to see how these two careers go. And again, another reason why I felt that way is because the Niners passed Zane Gonzalez on a physical. So if he is fully healed and he's coming off a 90.9% field goal year in 2021, I don't know. The leg is awesome. Um, all those things. He'll land somewhere. But uh, he's going to have to prove to the NFL that he is healthy and hopefully gets that opportunity with the 49ers. So number 89 on our roster countdown goes to kicker Zane Gonzalez. Again, somebody I doubt makes this roster. But fun player and as decorated a kicker as there is ever coming out of college football. So uh, we'll see what lands for him. But we're just going to keep counting them down over here on the 49ers Rush Podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We are to number 88. On the 49ers 2023 roster countdown, and it is A.J. Parker, defensive back, probably going to be a slot corner special teamer only, a little bit more specialized um, out of the majority of the 49ers defensive backs. Now, at 5'11", 180, you can play outside, no doubt about that. But whenever you look at his past, and we'll jump into all these things, snap shares, all these things, I really think slot corner is going to be his spot. Now, in our ranking with our five different producers that ranked all these players, he had a score, an accumulative score of 439. Uh, lower score, the better. That brought him out to number 88 out of 91 players because we got that roster exemption with Alfredo. Um now, he was not on the team last year, so he came over from the Detroit Lions. We'll break that down. And the executive producer and researcher of today's show is Josh, the 49ers guru. He crushes it. Jersey number 47, um, he's 5'11", 180. Almost every single Niners defensive back is close to six foot, 200 pounds. A little bit on the lighter side. Can play outside, but again, I don't think that's where he really fits. Um, he's got short, short arms. Again, another thing that goes against, you know, being an outside corner. 30.6-inch arms, not great. 25 years old, young. He did run a 4.5340. No issue with that time frame there. 1.6, 10-yard split, not great. 33-inch vertical, again, not great. Broad jump, 117. All right, that's not bad. He's entering into his third season, and... There's not a lot of flash slash upside um, about his play. Doesn't mean he's not an NFL player. I, I truly think that he is. But he seems to have already carved out his role in the NFL. And that's going to be a traveling back into the roster guy that's going to need to have some things go his way in order to make a roster. Practice squad guy, that, that's just who he's going to be because of the limited skill set and lack of top-end play. Now, he's from Oklahoma. He went to high school at Bartlesville High School. Um, you know, majored in kinesiology, went to Kansas State. We'll, we'll jump into that. And it was only a two-star recruit coming out of high school. Um, really only had two offers. Air Force Academy was offering him for a long time. That was his plan. But he was a stud basketball player and college uh, high school track athlete. 
And eventually, right before you know signing day, he got an offer from Kansas State, uh, committed almost immediately, and went up uh, to Manhattan, Kansas, with the Wildcats. Now, you go back to his high school days. Dude was a baller. Um, he led his high school to a 10-2 and record, trip to the semifinals at Oklahoma, and that's 6A Division II in 2015. So, like, you're talking big-time schools, large schools in Oklahoma. Um, he was a three-year starter in basketball. He was an um, all-area all honors player in basketball. He was a baller. Um, wide receiver on offense. He had 65 catches for 1,253 yards, 17 touchdowns his junior and senior seasons put together. Um, he was invited to play in the Oklahoma Coaches Association All State football game, and was again track. He jumped six foot ten in high jump, so he, he's got some hops, which I was pretty shocked whenever I saw his vertical. Understanding that he cleared six ten in high school and long jump, he was a twenty foot um, and a half, twenty six um, long jump, which is great. So twenty foot and six inches, not twenty six feet. Um, he did land on the twenty nineteen honorable mention All Big Twelve. Um, coaches poll, but again, he had an injury. And so you're talking about somebody that's had two injuries in his career in 2019 in college. He fractured his ankle that hurt whatever chances he had at being drafted. Um, and then in 2021, he had another ankle injury, which caused him to miss three games. I, I don't think that these are, he's played after the fact of that ankle injury. So I don't think that's much of a concern long-term, but he goes undrafted and he lands with the Lions in 2021. Played a lot. As an undrafted rookie, he shined right off the bat. I was going back and reading some articles on some Detroit Lions kind of you know coverage during OTAs and training camp. He was getting reps with the first team during OTAs and training camp almost right off the bat. And he played a lot. His undrafted free agent rookie year, he played 584 snaps for the rookies for the for the Lions as a rookie. 450 of those snaps were as a slot corner, 57 in the box, 17 snaps out wide. So again, you can kind of see he's a slot guy. Now, the interesting thing to me is he only played 28 special team snaps. And so usually your slot guys, now every team is different. You look at the 49ers last year, Huff and Jimmy Ward were on almost all, every single special teams. Kyle Juszczyk, they're out there. So the Niners handle things differently. So my question is, why is this guy that's a fringe starter his rookie year not playing special team stuff? I, I don't know the answer, um, but it's, it's a concern. Because I'm telling you right now, if A.J. Parker cannot find a – stronghold on the special teams there's almost zero chance he makes this roster because we'll, we'll get into the cornerback depth chart in a little bit to make a championship type roster which i know the niners have not won the championship but they're definitely a championship caliber roster i, I would argue number one or number two in the nfl as far as just depth is concerned across offense defensive positions he's got to find his space in special teams and you haven't seen that yet in the nfl now, looking at just his snaps as a corner, he had 49 tackles his rookie year, but gave up a 71.4 completion percentage. He allowed 40 receptions on 56 targets. Not good. Four touchdowns allowed, one interception, six pass breakups. That's not a terrible ratio. Um, again, is this guy somebody that's going to be a pro bowler? No. Is he going to be a starter? No. Can he be a backup slot guy in special team? That's best case scenario. These numbers aren't terrible. Now, 
He did allow a 108.4 NFL passer rating when targeted. That's terrible. Had two penalties his rookie year. Um, again, 2021 only. Here are his PFF scores. 48.3 on defense overall. Bad. 29.0 run defense grade. Terrible. And so my mind's starting to say, all right, this dude doesn't like contact. He doesn't like to tackle. Um, you look at his tackling grade, his rookie year, 39.6. He had 12 missed tackles for a 19.7 missed tackle rate. This doesn't fit the Niners' mold for corners. Now he is a back end of the roster guy. We have him number 88, right? So how many guys are you going to be able to get that fit your style perfectly? He does not. Um, again, rookie year, 57.1 coverage grade. Now, you come out 2022, last year, he didn't play much at all. He played in three games, and they were all in the first half of the season. He played in weeks five, seven, and eight. That was it. 125 snaps, so he went from 584 snaps his rookie year to 125. Not great. 95 slot snaps, 13 in the box, one out wide. 12 special teams. That's the biggest, like, I have it highlighted. That's the biggest red flag on this whole thing. How do you go down in special team snaps? You were already, you had 28. <laughs> if you can't get on the field as a quarter, you got to get on the field special teams. I don't know how that's going to play out. Stats are, you know, such a small sample size for 2022 for them. 11 tackles, 11 receptions on 13 targets. Not good. That's 84% completion percentage. One touchdown, zero interceptions, zero pass breakups. Allowed a 144.4 NFL passer rating is second year. Not great. Zero penalties. If we're trying to find something good. Um, now, PFF scores. And again, only 125 snaps, so small sample size. 39.9 defense went down. 58.7 run defense. That almost doubled. Small sample size. 85.5 tackling. Zero missed tackles. So if I'm a personnel person, you know, in the personnel department for the 49ers, I'm saying, look, he improved. He improved. So if we're watching his rookie tape, we're like, yikes. But we're saying, look, to fit the Niners and to play for the 49ers, you have to tackle and be physical. I'm sitting here saying, look, coach, zero missed tackles. He spent all offseason. He corrected it. We just got to see more. Um, and a 36.6 coverage grade his second year. Not ideal. So all these things being said, you know, two years with the Lions, he gets waived. The Niners bring him in. He's played in seven, you know, seven starts, which is not bad. 16 total games, that is bad. You're hoping he lands on the practice squad. I don't think there's any way this guy makes the 53. It, again, we got him at 88 for a reason. Listen to this slot depth chart for the 49ers that he would have to overcome. I'm... I think three tops make the 53-man roster here. Isaiah Oliver, who you just brought in, and you have your new DC saying he's the number one slot or nickel corner in free agency. He's making it. The money says so. Demo, yeah, I know he's an outside guy, but he can play slot. Chance Wo or Samuel Womack, sorry, I didn't mean to offend him. Uh, I think he's making the the thing. Miles Hartsfield can play everywhere. Quantrez Knight, one of my favorite players from last year. Avery Young, maybe Trey Swelling. You know, we'll get to those guys. I have them both ranked higher than A.J. Parker. Uh, Trey Swelling might be more of an outside guy. He's 6'1", but I think he can play inside some. And then you got A.J. Parker. So to make this roster, whether by injury or outplaying everybody, you've got to pass Trey Swelling. You've got to pass Avery Young. You've got to pass Quantrez Knight. You've got to pass Miles Hartsfield. And then maybe, 
maybe you would make the 53-man roster. You're not even guaranteed that if you beat out those four guys. And I'm not quite sure he's the fit physically that a lot of those other guys are. It's an uphill battle here. I don't know what else to say. But glad to have him. Curious to see what it's going to look like with him out there. Um, if he can do something, what, where is he going to be at in special teams? You know, that, that's the thing I want to see when we go to training camp. Where is this kid getting snaps? What's the rotation? Because he's got an uphill battle. And to be honest with you, I think the best case scenario for him doesn't make the 53, somehow fights his way into a practice squad. That's what he's competing for on the practice squad or maybe on and off the 49ers practice squad. And then in 2024, after being a year in the system, possibility. Because he's young. And perhaps that's the way he makes it to this. So that's number 88, cornerback A.J. Parker. Thank you, Josh, the 49ers guru. And we're just going to keep counting them down. Down to number 87 on the 2023 49ers rush roster countdown. And we've got a guy that we had last year. Um, one of the most recent guys, new additions, and that's tight end Troy Fumagalli. Um, who's had an interesting career, to say the least. Last year, Troy Fumagalli was 74 on our countdown. This year, he's dropped considerably. Um, you, you know, he, he brings a very unique skill set. Uh, he's very, very large, 6'6", 248, but, you know, didn't make the roster last year and it's kind of bounced around in the NFL. Hasn't really played in the NFL since 2020, um, so he's got an uphill battle, to say the least, but... Still a fun player. Shout out to Josh, the 49ers guru, uh, who produced this episode. And Troy Fumagalli, we rank, we have our five producers rank every single player, one through 90. He came in with an accumulative score of 429. The lower the score, the better. Um, again, last year, 74. This year, 87 overall. His, his jersey number is 47. So back-to-back -back 47 players. Again, A.J. Parker's wearing 47. Troy Fumagalli's wearing 47. You get the scraps. Uh, not that 47 is a bad number, but your two most recent additions, hey, guys, you're wearing the same number. <laughs> There's only 99 uh, numbers plus the retired numbers. It just makes it difficult. Now, what does Fumagalli bring to the table? One, he's been coached very, very well in a lot of very familiar offensive schemes as the 49ers, Broncos, uh, Patriots, 49ers, now second year stint with the 49ers. And I thought it was interesting. The Niners have actually added Troy Fumagalli not once, not twice, but three times to their roster. There's something that he brings that they like. Now, is he a fallback option? Yes. There's a reason why he's 87 out of 91 players. Um, 6'6", 248, very, very tall, 34-inch arms, impressive, 28 years old. Now, he's entering his sixth season of being in the NFL. Only played in two, though, meaningful time. He was a fifth-round draft pick back in 2018. Um, he went number 156 to the Broncos. And so I went back and, you know, just started looking through the 2018 draft, which is so interesting. Um, he went between two Niners picks. I say went between. There's about 10 to 15 picks on either side of the 49ers. So the 49ers took DJ Reed. Then about 10 to 15 picks later... You know, Troy Fumagalli comes off the board to the Broncos. Then another 10 to 15 picks. The 49ers took Marcel Harris. So it's interesting just looking at the cluster of where these kind of players went, right? Marcel Harris no longer in the NFL to my knowledge. DJ Reed still playing very, very well. That's a whole nother story. I don't want to get into that. Now, 
He's from Aurora, Illinois. He played for the Wabanisi. I'm I'm sure I butchered that pronunciation. Valley High School, the Warriors, went to Wisconsin. And while he was at Wisconsin, was part of the winningest class in Wisconsin history when he graduated. Uh, played in 52 games, 32 career starts, a lot of work. Finished career seventh in school history with 135 receptions, 13 Thirteenth uh, all time with sixteen hundred twenty-seven yards. That's what he brings. He's a big target that can block. Not overly elusive. Not a road grader. He's just a big target that can catch. Uh, that's what he brings to the table. He was a John Mackey Award finalist in twenty seventeen. Goes to the best tight end. Burlesworth Trophy finalist. Second team All American. I mean, you get Big Ten tight end of the year. First team Big Ten coaches poll. Second team All Big Ten media. John Mackey tight end of the week for September thirteenth. The pack in twenty seventeen. Like he's just done a lot. And he showed up in big games. In the Cotton Bowl in 2016, he was the offensive MVP. So he's done it time and time again. And, of course, academic all Big Ten, which is not easy to do. And this dude is just scrapped. This practice squad bouncing around the NFL is not new to him. He was a walk-on to Wisconsin and had to earn his, his scholarship. Eventually got the invite to the Senior Bowl, Scouting Combine, all those different things. Now, um, on top top of all that, he's had adversity since the moment he was born. Um, He had an amniotic band constriction at birth. The doctors had to amputate um, his left index finger just a few days after it's born. I think that's where the – I could be wrong here, but I think when the umbilical cord gets wrapped around uh, something. uh, Families, athletes – Father played at Holy Cross. Brother played baseball at Dayton. Other brother, Ross, uh, he's got two brothers, Drew and Ross, played football at Dayton. So they played a lot. Now, if you're looking at the entirety of his career, it leaves a lot to be wanting. So let's go through the transactions and how Troy Fumagalli has gotten to this point. It started off really, really well. Very promising career. He gets drafted fifth round 156 overall in the 2018 draft to the Broncos. Um, And it looked like it was going to be, you know, awesome right off the start. He starts off on injured reserve. It's rough. But he comes back in 2019, and he plays in 11 games with five starts. He had 156 snaps, only six catches, but did score a touchdown, and he graded relatively well. Eh, Not great. (laughs) Listen to these PFF scores from his rookie year. 48.6 offensive grade, bad. 51.9 run block grade, bad. 65.1 pass block grade, all right, that's cool. Never allowed a quarterback hit or a sack. He allowed one hurry. That was it his rookie year. But then after that, they go back and he gets injured again, and they, they put him on injured reserve and waive him on a settlement. So they're like, you know what? We're gonna let you go. Your injury's just too much. We need the roster spot. The Houston Texans pick him up September 14, 2020. He never played for him, never took a snap. He gets released a month later. Broncos pick him back up, so now a second stint with the Broncos, and he played really, really well. Again, this is his second season in the NFL, 2020, right? Drafted 2018, 2019 rookie year uh, because he got injured in 2018. So 2019 was essentially his rookie year. Now 2020, after already being cut from the Broncos, being cut from the Texans, goes to the Broncos and plays a ton. He plays in the last eight games of the 2020 season, 135 snaps, eight catches on 15 targets, 80 yards, one touchdown. But all of his scores went through the roof. 
Um, here's his PFF scores on his second year, right? 2020. 70.6 offensive grade. That's awesome. 73.7 in the pass game. Great. 60.9 pass block. All right. 60.1 uh, run block. Not bad. Two pressures allowed. Again, no quarterback hits allowed. No sacks allowed. So put some good tape up. Got a decent contract with the New England Patriots because, again, because he got waived and brought back. Denver Broncos didn't tender him. Um, he goes to the Patriots, gets a decent deal on May 27, 2021. It just never worked out. Got injured, released. They let him go. 49ers bring him in the following year, May 17, 2022, and he sticks on our team for throughout the whole process until the final cuts and got cut. We brought him back on the practice squad for a little bit, then he got waived. Then we just brought him back on a reserve, you know, he signed with us this offseason. So if we step back, Troy Fumagalli's had five starts, played 19 games. Stats aren't the best. Let's just be real. He's got like 14 catches for his career. What does he do well? A little bit of everything. Um, and, and there's a reason why you have him around. It's just because he's a, he's a tough guy. He works really, really hard. He's got an NFL body, and he can kind of do a little bit of everything. Not great at anything. But if you lose a pass-catching option, he's a possibility. You lose a blocking option, he's a possibility. He's a safety net type of player. Now, what's most li likely for him? Maybe practice squad, but with the addition of the two young rookie tight ends, that makes it even more difficult. So if we look at the tight end depth chart, right? Kittle, that one's easy. After that, Cameron Lawtu was a third-round pick. He's making this roster. Braden Willis, I like him as an impact player more than Cameron Latu early, Latu later in his career once he develops. But then you've got two guys that beat Fumagalli clearly last year, Charlie Warner and Roz Dwelly. Then you've got Troy Fumagalli. Now, a wild card in this whole situation is undrafted free agent out of Oregon State, Jack Coletto. Where the hell are they going to play him? He's a guy that played quarterback, fullback, run back, tight end, wide receiver, and middle linebacker. Is he going to be taking tight end snaps? I don't know. So... I don't think that this is an opportunity so much for him to make this 53-man roster, the 49ers, but it's a good place to be for him because there's going to be so many coaches, GMs that are poached to other teams. He's 28. Um, dude can still play. So we're I, it's going to be interesting. He's going to need injuries. He's going to need all those things, but I don't think that there's really any, sh any shot of him making the roster. There's a reason why he's number 87, but I'm glad to have him back character locker room hard worker guy and so he fits does he fit the 53 i don't think he's at that point in his career to be honest with you if if he needs playing time and this is kind of the way the nfl works because if you're back into the roster guy you need to go play for a bad team however if you're a bad team you're trying to develop low level uh, younger upside type players he doesn't really fit either of those so he's in this no man's land they're probably going to bounce around you know, practice squad, practice squad for a year or two. That seems to be the trajectory that his career is going in. I hope I'm wrong, um, and I hope he could show us something. But at number 87, thank you again, Josh, 49ers guru, for this episode. Number 87, tight end Troy Fumagalli. His second year with the Niners. Let's see if he can pick up some steam and get some actual playing time. But we're just going to keep counting him down here. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.